Welcome back, Scary Dolls. Hello. Welcome. Hey. I'm Andy. I'm Ashley. I'm Gato. And we are Scary Not Scary Podcast. Yay. Party. <laughs> party. We're having a party. All the time. Every time. Party. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, boring. <laughs> uh, sorry. You okay? Yeah. It's Look, just been a long day, especially for us, because we work at It's a been hospital. a long year. Yeah. <laughs> Girl, for you. <laughs> and it's only March. Yeah. 2020 is cursed. Yeah. I told y'all 2020 is cursed. 2020. The world's crazy right now. Everybody be safe. Yeah. And wash your hands, please. And, you know, since you're quarantined and have nothing else to do, you can listen to our podcast. <laughs> yeah. Listen to Scary Not Scary Podcast. <laughs> Thank you for that, actually. <laughs> Just thought I'd you throw know, that in uh, there. Quarantined. You could uh, tell your friends about us, post it on social media. You could share our link. That would be mm-hmm. nice. Everything. Also, We're here um, for save your quarantine snacks because I already went through all of mine. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, did. <laughs> I ate all my hot Cheetos. So I did curbside today. Mm. Half my order wasn't available. Really? Yeah. No meat. To me. There's no meat. No diapers. <sighs> no baby wipes. No hamburger meat. Yeah. Wait. So what is Sabrina going to use? Well, we have some, but we like to keep up keep with stopped. it. Yeah. Because yeah. we buy like the refill packs of like the Huggy Baby Wipes that comes like in the big packs of three. Mm-hmm. That's what we always buy. No. They have like two left. She goes to them so fast. <sighs> just and have then, her naked and <laughs> just I let her air out. Well, and then I got that. Well, I showed you all that email that I got from her daycare that they're running low on supplies yeah. for the babies. That's so really sad that they have enough supplies out. for this week. They don't have enough for next week. So they're asking like whoever has whoever bought extra. Yeah. To so if you drop it. off your baby, also drop off some supplies. Yeah. Please. That would help. It's crazy. The, the crazy. world it's is insane. crazy. I'm like. I actually, honestly, because my work has me working from home this week. And at first in the beginning, I was kind of like, this is ridiculous. Like, this is stupid. I get it. And then I don't get it. But I really love working from home. (laughs) (laughs) I wish it's not not. just for right now. Like, I wish they would do this all the time because it's pretty good. I would not get anything done. I'd just be like in my underwear all day watching murder mysteries and my phone would probably be going off. What? I'm working? I'm always asking my boss if I could work from home. And I always get told no. (laughs) <laughs> it's just so we kind of had to be easier like yeah today like was i mean it was a little bit busy yesterday like setting everything up and then yeah. getting everything but today was like a regular day at work i just wasn't at my cubicle i was on my table at home so are you in your underwear i had no pants on yeah oh that sounds <laughs> so good <laughs> and then we did like a like a meeting right like a um, skype but it was yeah like the yesterday was a was like on conference call and this time it was like on skype and i was like hopefully they don't see anything i turned my camera off i was on nope <laughs> Yo, i would have put like me. i would have put like a little barbie like, <laughs> you'd be like that one commercial where they're doing the they're doing the uh like the conference call meeting and then like the guy's in his he's wearing his like the the top of his suit but he doesn't have any <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That'd be me. <laughs> yep. Oh my God. So it's my first week back at work. And the past two days that I've been there has just been about COVID 19. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I don't even want to hear that shit no more. I'm done. My brain is fried. I'm just so tired. I'm tired. Yeah. This is really heavy for us that work in the medical field. It's big. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm trying not it's to say a lot of stuff. Yeah, I'm trying not to say too much, but it's just 
it just sucks. Like in the hospital, like a lot of people don't understand if you cough, it doesn't mean you have the virus. Like <laughs> it's also allergy season, y'all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like there was somebody today who was coughing, like just coughing, like people cough every day and went to the front and was like, can you remove them? Can you put them in another room? They're spreading it. They're spreading germs everywhere. I'm like, mm. Yeah. It's so, be considerate. Everybody coughs. It was everybody farts. Just what I overheard, <laughs> like passing by, I overheard it, and I was just like, "Oh my god!" So yeah, no, people are so rude. Don't be yeah, ugly to each other. Let's all love each other and support each other. Because once everybody starts turning against each other, that's how things mm-hmm. get worse. So let's not do that. Be kind. Thank your hospital people. Thank your nurse, your doctors, your first responders, firefighters. Uh, even truck drivers oh, that bring HB all the deliveries. And, um, thanks Spectrum because they're not able to go home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Spectrum. And your, and your like food stalkers too. Yeah. They're working yeah. overnight yeah. for these crazy Everybody. people. And they're hiring. <laughs> <laughs> you need a job called HB and Spectrum. Or whatever grocery <laughs> place. You- I think Amazon too. I read yeah, that they're opening like temporary jobs like yeah millions because there's so many deliveries i keep reading a lot of people are getting laid off because of it really yeah well apparently like they're getting laid off so that they could get like the like benefits like the unemployment Mm -hmm. benefits because if they just like like just put them off like for days i'm assuming these are like the companies or like the offices that like don't have like the short-term disability Uh uh-huh yeah Mm -hmm. yeah Got so they're it. like, so they well, we're going to lay some you sort off. of income. Yeah. Yeah. That way they can get something. Because if you quit on your own, you can't get it. Yeah. Ooh. That's sad. Yeah. Well, hopefully that it passes is. soon. It will. It yeah. Will. My sister texts me today. She's like, Mandy. I'm like, what? I'm thinking like something happened. And she goes, I'm out of school till April. And I was like, and you're mad about it? And she's like, I mean, yeah, I want to go to school. I was like, ew, why? <laughs> why are you like this? <laughs> and then the two little ones, Tristan and Sophia, yay! Aww. And she's like, I want to go to school. I know, Brianna too. She's at my house doing witchcraft while I'm at work. <laughs> oh, you send us the video, I mean, the picture. Sure. Oh, oh my God. She's crazy. I get home and there's a mess. I'm like, whatever. I don't even care right now. Just do your thing, girl. Ooh, should I say the story about my cousin? That video? What video? Do I know this story? Yes. yes. Remember she texted oh, yeah, us. yeah, yeah. You should say it. Okay. Go ahead. So, Saturday, we're at my grandparents' house, and then my aunt shows up. My aunt Sandra shows up, and she goes, Man, I need to talk to you. I'm like, Okay. So, basically, she told me that my cousin, she was doing like a little TikTok video on like one of my aunt's old cell phones. She's just, just kind of like playing around in the selfie mode or whatever. And then she came to my aunt and was like, Mommy, there's somebody in my room. I saw a man. And my aunt's like, what do you mean? She goes, I saw a man. There was a man. I saw a man. And she's like, what? So my aunt's thinking like, oh my God, like there's like some, like, let me see the video. So she says she looks at the video and you see my cousin dancing and like clear as day, you just see like a black figure walk behind her in her room. Like it wasn't in the hallway. It was like passed behind by her, her in her room. Yeah. So then she goes, uh, it was your dad. Daddy, it was daddy. Like he had to go and get something. And then my uncle's like, I was, I mean, I wasn't wearing a shirt though. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was me. Because <laughs> man oh, gave him a look like, off. shut up. <laughs> so um, she so then they, she showed my uncle and my uncle saw it. Well, they were going to take it to my grandma's and show me. But my little cousin deleted it because she got so scared. She didn't want it on her 
phone oh, on the phone. Yeah, phone. I would too. Of course, yeah, I would that's do something the same you would thing. do. But I was like, damn it, I wish I would have saw it. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I want to see it. That's creepy. That happens a lot, though. Check all your videos, Ashley. Mm-mm. <laughs> See, that's why I'm even scared to put like a, a night vision camera or like a uh, anything like that. Like my mom wants me to get one like for Benny so I can see what he's doing. I'm like, uh-uh, because I'm going to catch something else. Like, mm-hmm. nope. Benny's all levitating. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> he's all in the corner. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, no. Doing that little. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. My poor baby. Uh, it's so weird, though. Like a lot of stuff's been happening. Like, um the Harry Potter books that I have on top of my bookshelf. Um, Tim was leaving for work one day and one of them fell and almost hit him. I think it was the Goblet of Fire. Like super the random thick stuff? one, yeah. And then the other yeah. two fell down too. So I just kind of like laid them on top of my bookshelf. I'm telling you, there's something off. I've been feeling it for yeah. the last couple of days. Like something's not right. Oh, and then my mom said that she was home by herself and she was laying down in the bed. I don't know if she was home by herself. I can't remember. But she said that she um, heard somebody like open up the drawer to her dresser and close it. And she said that she looked, but there's nobody there. And then her friend said that she was like cleaning the living room or something. And um, she felt somebody like tap her on her shoulder. And she said she turned around. She thought it was her son, but there there was nobody there. So she called her son to go to her. And she heard her son get off the couch in the other room. And she's like, oh, who was that? Well, then yeah. she said as time went on, like her shoulders started burning. And she said that she looked on her shoulder and it was like three scratches <sighs> where she was tapped. Three. And I was like, she needs to pray. That's not good. Yeah. Prayer, <laughs> prayer, prayer or sage or Palo Santo. I'm going to need some more liquid courage. Yeah. If you could see Ashley, she's pouring up, pouring up, pouring up. Ash, this is your idea. I'm. Why do y'all listen to me? Like, because we care about you. In case y'all didn't know, this is our twentieth episode, (laughs) and like we were actually planning on talking about something else, but Miss Brave Ashley said, "Let's talk about exorcisms, possessed people." She said, "So I could just get it out of the way." That's what she said. Ripping off the band aid. Brave Ashley and this Ashley, not the same person. Y'all need to not listen to Brave Ashley anymore, okay? Uh, we like a Brave no, Ashley. No, we were like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you wanted it, you got it, girl. And then it, and then I she was it. like, but I'm scared. But okay, let's do it. Okay, I'm excited. Oh, I'm, I'm actually scared, really I'm excited. Scared. Like, literally, she came over to my house on Friday. So we could do research together. Me again. I didn't want to do research by myself. Oh. So I had I had Sabrina's cartoons on, like the baby music playing in the background and they were sitting there researching. Yeah, I was like, please put on happy music <laughs> while we research. Yo, those little tunes are catchy. They are. I was real. sitting there the other day penguins, all depressed and attention. I was like, penguins, penguins. <laughs> I'm like, what is this? No, I, like the, the, I like the dinosaur one, the T-Rex. Oh my God. <laughs> that me, one was my favorite. <laughs> Tim were laughing because when you and Nick came over on Saturday to pick up the envelopes, uh-huh. like we, you know how we all got quiet after we were talking, and then this is you and Nick just like staring dead into the TV <laughs> watching the cartoons. I'm like, I'm telling y'all, there's something about ping pong. It just like it catches your eye, hypnotizes all the kids. Mm-hmm. Me too. I was hypnotized. Well, then when Ashley was there too, she was all dancing with Sabrina, and then you too, you're all dancing with it. I was. I, I was catch myself my singing the songs too. <laughs> I was I was twerking to kids songs. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Yes. So today we are discussing exorcisms, joy, 
because of Ashley. I'm sorry. It was her idea. I'm so sorry. It was on the list. It was on the list. But it doesn't mean this is going to be the last episode. True. Because there's so many. It'll be so many. We won't have to do this one for a while. Yeah. So next week. (laughs) (laughs) Next week. So part two. (sighs) I just need to get through it. That's why I brought uh, Mr. Jim Jim Beam with me today because I forgot my holy water. So So she's slurring. Yeah. You know why. It's also St. Patrick's Day today. True that. Yeah. So there you go. St. Patty. Two birds with one stone right there. You can't say kiss me. I'm Irish no more because of this COVID. (laughs) (laughs) Don't kiss me. Uh, Hug me from six feet away. Um, Air hug. Air hug from six feet away. I was in the, I was at the elevator with some random dude carrying a big old x-ray machine and he's a Corona shake. And I was like, excuse me. And he like took out his, he like put out his elbow. So we bumped elbows and then I was like, (laughs) okay, I'm going to go. I went to the restroom and I washed it. Oh (laughs) my God. I'm going to go wash my elbow. I'm going to wash my elbow. Oh my God. But he's a Corona shake. I was literally thinking like a shake, my fat ass. A shake with the, with the beer. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. I'm mm. (laughs) a, Corona time. And, of course, Ashlyn's going first this week. How exciting. Did I go first last week? Yeah, but... You have history. Oh, okay. Hello, yeah. honey. You're doing the history. Okay, so... It just makes sense. <laughs> it's science. science. <laughs> well, there is a science thing. Okay. It does make science. It does make science. Okay, so, as always, I'm doing the history... Of things that I don't like to talk about. <laughs> How it was, fun. It was your idea. True. I'm going to keep saying that throughout this entire episode. It was your idea. I have the text message to prove it. Right. Don't listen to Brave Ashley. I'm telling you. <laughs> okay. So I found, this is what I found. So the definition of exorcism is... Um, Religious or spiritual practice of evicting demons or other spiritual entities from a person or an area that is believed to be possessed. So it's not, I know a lot of people like think that it's just like demons or like the devil or, you know, like all these different kinds of demons in one person, but it can be other spiritual entities. So it could even be like, um, let's say, uh, like if a witch is possessing you Mm -hmm. or something you can exercise the witch as well. Um, The word exorcism actually derives from the Greek word, I'm going to butcher this, exousia, exousia, um, which basically means the first thing, the same thing that I said earlier. But yeah. Anyways, (laughs) um, the Vatican actually first issued official guidelines for exorcism in 1614 so basically this was like how to spot one um the process of it how to get rid of them um how to tell if it's um a demon or if it's like another kind of like entity so that came out in 1614 and then it was actually revised in 1999 so there was a huge gap of when it first came out to when they revised it um and the reason they revised it in 1999 was because in the 80s there was this huge like that huge satanic hysteria thing that started going on Mm -hmm. so there was a rise in like people calling the vatican and requesting to be like exercised a lot of them that they found out it really wasn't like demons or anything like that there was a few of them that were but not completely um so i found there was actually a book that came out 
Um, and when I looked up like books about like the history of exorcisms and stuff, this was the book that was like on every single list. It's called A History of Exorcism in Catholic and Christianity um, by Francis Young. And it came out in 2016. That actually has a lot of good information. So if you guys are interested or just want to know more about it, that is a pretty good book um, to pick up. Still, I have some things on my phone. Ashley got bangs. I did get bangs. She's possessed by the Mandy spirit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, not in the book, but I found this on ancientorigins.net. And then there was also an article by April Holloway that I found. There was, um, it has a whole bunch of like facts and history about like exorcisms. So back in um, 2013, the Roman Catholic Church announced that they were training a whole new army of exorcists to meet the growing demand for experts to rid people of evil spirits. So basically they decided to train a lot more people within the Vatican to be exorcists because a lot of people started like dabbling in the dark arts. Therefore, you know, black magic and all that kind of stuff. So they, people that were dabbling in it, they didn't know what they were doing. So they were conjuring up things that they didn't know how to handle mm -hmm. or they wouldn't like, you know, they would use the Ouija board and they didn't properly close, close it, it out. Or, and that's the most common, yes. com um, common, common. If you don't know what you're doing, I can't stress this enough. Don't do it. <laughs> don't do, do not it. Do it. Not yes. even God. for fun. Don't even do it as a party trick. Like, no. And they even said like the homemade stuff is yeah. even stronger. So don't even, don't. Do don't mess not with Don't do use it. a Dorito as a planchette. <laughs> So um, by the late 1960s, Roman Catholic exorcisms, they were actually seldom performed in the United States. But by the mid 1970s, um, you know, like there's there's a difference between actual real exorcisms and then the ones that we see like on TV, like with obviously the main one is the movie The Exorcist, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, and while those like that one, the exorcism, Emily Rose and, you know, all of those types of movies, a lot of them are based on true stories. Um, I don't know how true it is, but I, I read it in that article by April Holloway. Um, they're not very to a T, like they're not very true. Like when they, they say they're based on true stories, it's kind of more just to like freak you out. And while there are some truth in them and the story itself is true, a lot of the things are very like dramatized. It's more like it's inspired yeah. by a true story. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So because of that, um, a lot of people started taking um, like with popular films and literature, because there was even books and stuff that would come out um, that had, you know, kind of like true crime books, but they were like, oh, this is based on a real exorcism or something like that. Um, but they were just thousands of people claiming that it was like demonic possession when it really wasn't. Um, but what I thought was kind of interesting was way back then, like back in the 1600s, 1800s, they actually would put anybody that had some sort of like sickness or like mental illness that was considered them being like, possessed or they needed to be exercised because they didn't know specifically what was going on with them. So they would kind of just categorize them as being possessed by a spirit or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Um, so according to the Vatican guidelines, which is the one that came out in 1614, and then it was revised in 1999, um, the person who claims to be possessed, or if you say, um, you know, this person's possessed, they must be evaluated by a doctor to rule out any form of mental or physical illness. So they will send you to either a doctor or a series of doctors just to make sure that you don't have some sort of like mental illness because of all that stuff that was happening back mm. then. And it was, they were being falsely, you know, accused of being possessed. Um, so most reported cases do not require an exorcism because 20th century Catholic officials um, regain genuine demonic possession as an extremely rare phenomenon that is easily co-founded um, with natural mental disturbances. So a lot of the, a lot of the claims that they get on a yearly basis, they're not really exorcisms. So it's actually very rare to see that, to have an actual like demonic possession. Um, a lot of it um, could be like some spirits or some witches or some sort of like evil entity that kind of like attached to you, but it's not a demonic possession. Um, so I lost my place. Okay. As the demand for exorcisms has increased over the past few decades, the number of trained exorcists has also risen. In the prior times, um, exorcists were kept fairly anonymous and the performances of exorcisms remained a secret. So it wasn't like put out in the open. So you wouldn't like tell people, hey, like they're getting exercised. And you didn't know like a lot of the priests and fathers and people that would do the exorcisms, you didn't know that they were trained exorcists. They didn't publicly um, say that they were. How sometimes like in the movies, like they know this is the person that does exorcisms and you know what I mean? So yeah, it's yeah. it's a really kept secret. If it actually is a real one, they don't, we won't hear about they it. They don't post it on Twitter or Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey guys, you want to, <laughs> welcome to our live video stream. <laughs> So basically they're saying um, that it could be on the rise again because of all the people nowadays that are starting to dabble back into all mm -hmm. of that stuff. So again, be careful, guys, of what you do. Um, so the specially trained priests and medical professionals will actually be able to work together to address the patient and be able to determine what type of illness the patient is suffering from. So if they're not... Um, if they rule it that they're not possessed, then the doctors and the priest or father, whoever does it, will work together to figure out what exactly is wrong with this person. A lot of um, ones that I read from back then, it was what we call nowadays like schizophrenia or um, dual personality disorder. Mm. So that's why they were thinking that they were like under some sort of possession. Um, so I'm going to read to you the... <laughs> um okay so i actually found um some signs of a demonic possession or invasion of what they say and then i also found um the process of an exorcism okay so the first one is you have a loss or lack of appetite there is cutting or scratching or biting of the skin a cold feeling in the room Unnatural bodily bodily postures and change in the person's face and body. Um, 
The possessed losing control of their normal personality and entering into a frenzy or rage or attacking others. So because of these, like the first five that I think um, of why people thought back then that they were like possessed by a demon or something was because a lot of people that have schizophrenia or bipolar disorder or any kind of like anxiety, anxiety disorder um, or even like OCD, if something doesn't go like specifically right in their plan or how they're thinking it goes, they can instantly like change and have a burst of anger or like a fit kind of. Um, so it's not really them being possessed. It's just something didn't go right or mm -hmm. something didn't go the way that they planned. So they think that they're, you know, possessed. And which actually brings me to, which is crazy, um, the witch trials in Salem. Mm -hmm. Some of them thought they were witches and then other people thought that they could also be possessed. I know that was like somewhat, they didn't really talked about it too, too much, but a little bit mm -hmm. because of their fits and the rage and stuff they were having like during this possession um, that they mm -hmm. had. Um, so there's also a change in a person's voice. Um, if they have any kind of like supernatural strength. Um, so let's say like if you could, Garo, if you can like, go outside and like lift your car or something, we'd be like, whoa, hold up. <laughs> because like, you, you know what I mean? Because she's, it doesn't look like she can do that. And then she can just do that. And I, then, I mean, you know. I've been watching Smallville. So I'm like, Superman? <laughs> Superwoman? Kryptonite? Maybe. <laughs> um, if they speak or they can understand another language with they which they never learned before. So if all, all of a sudden you can like understand like Portuguese or something Damn, and you don't even know. Cool. Um, <laughs> knowledge of things that are distant or hidden prediction of future events, um, sometimes through their dreams, obviously if they levitate or can move objects, <laughs> um, intense hatred or violent reaction towards any kind of religious object or like holy water. Um, and I don't know how to say this anti antipathy and antipathy. Towards entering a church or speaking Jesus's name or hearing a sculpture, uh, scripture. So, you know, if they can't enter a church yeah. or they start screaming or like, no, or like fighting that they can't go into a church or something. Um, okay, so what I thought was actually kind of cool that I found in the process of exorcism is um, first, the person that is possessed must be restrained, uh, restrained so that they do not harm themselves or others. Um, the Catholic priests recite certain prayers like the Our Father, Hail Mary, um, and the, what is it? The Anathesian Creed, Anathesian Creed. I don't know what that is. Um, they also do a ritual that um, comes from that Vatican guideline. Um, they also, the Vatican offers, which I thought was kind of cool. The Vatican actually offers a course on exorcism which in 2019 for the first time was actually open to members of other Christian denominations. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of cool that they did that. that um, cool. Let's see. So if the exorcist stops the ritual, um, then the demon will pursue him, which is why the process being finished is so essential. So once you start an exorcism, you need to finish it because if not, the whoever's performing that the demon or entity or whatever can go to them mm -hmm. so it's crucial that if you start because it, they're you a need, threat yeah exactly 
Um, so after everything's all finished, um, the person that had been possessed uh, feels a kind of release of guilt and feels reborn and freed of sin. So they feel like this whole weight has just been lifted like off of them. Um, so not all exorcisms are successful the first time. It could actually take a couple of days or even a couple of months. Um, and there is constant need for prayer and exorcism. So once you start it, it's not like, okay, one night it's going to be done. Like it actually could take a few times or a couple of times. So that's why, like, I think, I don't know what movie it was. There was a movie where, I don't know. I don't think it was the exorcism of Emily Rose where that one like took a couple of days. It wasn't just one day. Right. Yeah. It took a couple. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that one, like it, that one they say kind of like portrayed an exorcism kind of more realistically, but not fully. Um, and then one more thing that I thought was kind of cool that I found was that they actually um, in this article offer a scientific view of exorcisms. So I'm going to read that for the skeptics. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> skeptic go, go ahead girl. for all you so, skeptics out there yes <laughs> and it also makes me feel better <laughs> oh my God. so demonic possession is not a psychiatric or medical diagnostic diagnosis recognized by the dsm-5 which is um what all psychology is based off of is that book um those who profess or believe in demonic demonic possession have sometimes ascribed to possession to possession the symptoms associated with physical or mental illness such as hysteria mania psychosis Tourette syndrome even epilepsy schizophrenia or disassociative identity disorder um, additionally there is a form of monomania um, called demonomania or demonopathy in which the patient believes that he or she is possessed by one or more demons. So there's actually a somewhat of a mental illness where these people actually do believe that they are possessed, um, but they're not. Um, the illusion that exorcism works on people experiencing symptoms of possession is attributed by some to placebo effect. So a lot of people with this disorder think that I need to be exercised and if I do, I'll be like better. So it's kind of like giving someone like a fake pill to make them feel better oh. or giving them some. That's that's basically what it is. Um, some cases suggest uh, that supposedly possessed person or people are actually narcissists and are suffering from a low self-esteem and act demonically possessed in order to gain attention. So a lot of them are thinking that if they're not, then they could just be doing it to seek attention, which um, in most cases of schizophrenia and um, bipolar disorder, it's not necessarily true that they want to seek attention, but it is like some like an aspect of them. Like they will do things in order to like get a reaction out of somebody, mm -hmm. not necessarily like to gain attention, but just like, you know, I want to make like God all scared. So I'm going to like do this. And it for some reason satisfies me or makes me feel better in that way. Good luck. <laughs> so within the scientific community, the work of psychiatrist M. Scott Peck, he's actually a believer in exorcism. Um, exorcism generated significant debate and decision. So he, he is a person that um, goes and debates 
exorcisms and basically, you know how they do like science and religion. He's kind of like one of those men. Um, so much was made of his association and controversial Malici Martin, a Roman Catholic priest and a former Jesuit. Despite the fact that Peck constantly called Martin a liar and a manipulator, other criticisms leveled against Peck included claims that he had transgressed the boundaries of professional ethics by attempting to persuade his patients to accept Christianity. So this guy um, went and debated possession pretty much like with a with a priest. And there in this specific debate, there was a lot of facts that actually ruled against him. So kind of like science was losing in this kind of part, but because he was actually trying to get his patients, like they believed they were possessed by something and they were actually very religious. He was trying to rule them against Christianity Mm -hmm. to tell them that no, what you're thinking is not true. Your, you know, your belief system isn't right. Like blah, 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 blah. So he got in a lot of trouble for that. Um, But what I thought was cool was that all the facts that the priest was giving him was ruling against him. So therefore the tables have turned. The tables have turned. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I'm almost done. So while most people enjoy the scary movies and they believe in the literal reality of demons um in 2003 so a lot of exorcism movies show that the person can like survive or they can die um a lot of exorcisms have deadly consequences so a lot of people think oh i just need to have an exorcism and i'll be fine that's not the case so in 2003 an autistic boy, um, he was eight years old in Milwaukee. He was actually killed during an exorcism by church members who blamed an invading demon for his disability. So they thought mm. that he was possessed. They said that he was possessed, but he was really just autistic. So that's why when they revised the guidelines in 1999, there was a lot of rules in there. To make that's why you have to be seen by a lot of doctors just to rule out anything because of all that stuff that happened back then. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people didn't know the difference between a mental illness and actually being possessed. Because even um in 2005, there was a nun um in Romania who died at the hands of a priest during an exorcism after being bound to a cross. She was gagged and left for days without food or water in effort to expel the demons. And on Christmas Day in 2010, um, I think this was in England, a 14-year-old boy um, was beaten and drowned to death by relatives trying to exorcise an evil spirit from the boy. So don't do exorcisms yourself because that's (laughs) not right. Um, so it, in 1999, when they revised the guidelines, it's basically like putting a specific set of rules, a specific process and a specific plan on how to do an exorcism and why they're getting more people to be trained on it and why you have to be seen by doctors. Because if you just have a mental illness, they're not going to do an exorcism on you. Yeah, You know what I mean? Because it's not something really to be played with. It's not something that like, oh, let me do this and then, you know, the spirits will be gone. Like, no, 
because there's many cases where people have actually died. And it's not like the movies. <laughs> it's not like... And there's, I know, think, too, um, there's a lot of parents that think that their child's possessed and then they get a priest who's not ordained to do exorcisms to yeah. perform the exorcism. And even if you're not possessed and you try to perform it, it's a lot of stress in the body. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. And not every mind. Yeah. Yeah. And not every priest, just because you're a priest, you're trained in exorcisms. Mm-hmm. Like it's a specific mm-hmm. training that you have to go to yeah. in order to do it. So don't dabble in dark magic. <laughs> know what you're doing and call professionals if something really does go wrong. Call so, Ghostbusters. Call Ghostbusters. <laughs> but sure, yeah. They'll get him. Get him. So that's what I had. That was fabulous. For the history. Thanks for the history. You're welcome. I try. <laughs> <laughs> I told okay. you you should have been a history teacher. I should have been a yeah, history teacher. That would have been a good one for mm-hmm. you. With those bangs. She looks like a teacher. Mm -hmm. Like a cute teacher. In my booze. See, I got it. (laughs) All right. Are you ready? Mm -mm. Yes, you are. Let me drink some more. Hold up. Started. I'm going to drink some more. Okay, hurry. Sippy, sippy. Okay, I'm ready. I have two stories, actually. (gasps) Um, So buckle up, buttercups. (laughs) All right. This one is not just one person, but a convent. Of nuns got possessed. So what? I found this really interesting. Yeah. So I got this from mysteriousuniverse.org. Um, it's called The Nuns of Ludon. There was a time um where people believed um they were like they lived in fear of demons. Um, and this was like in the 17th century. Um, so it says here, darkness fell in a quiet convent of nuns in a sleepy town in France. So in 1632, the town of Loudon, France, there was um, a new convent built the year before. It was ran by Jeanne. Oh, my God. I'm going to mess up all these names because they're like <laughs> French. Jeanne d'Angus. So she was a very humble and quiet person until her and the other nuns began to receive frightening nighttime visitations by a vivid apparition of a man of the cloth. So a man of the cloth is like a minister like... You know, people that wear those dress things. So he would appear angelic, but he would say ugly things. Um, He would cuss. He would order the nuns to like perform sexual acts and stuff. Like he was horrible. Yeah. Um, And this was an apparition. As if this wasn't scary enough for the nuns already, uh, they began to display symptoms of demonic possession. So they would like be like, how do you say like convulsions they would get convulsions um contortions they would have like verbal verbal outbursts um and they were like very sexual towards each other which was really like just super random and weird um but supposedly the person behind this was a priest named father grandier um he was known for his unpriest like behavior so he was a very handsome ladies man um he apparently had a child somewhere Um, Yeah. And in the 1530s, he was found guilty of immorality. Uh, The only thing keeping him from going to prison was his higher up connections. So that's the only reason why he was out. Um, There was also rumors of him doing black magic and demon worshiping. So Jean D'Angus accused him of um, 
having a pact with the devil. So um, in the meantime, the possessions at the convent intensified. So the nuns started speaking random languages that they never spoke before. They started levitating. They started moving things with their mind. They started displaying superhuman strength. And um, they also were able to know people's deepest, darkest secrets. So that's Ooh, everything scary. was on the list. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, it was to the point that uh, a procession of priests was brought to investigate. 27 nuns in this convent displayed these symptoms of possession. Mm-hmm. So it did not take long for them to be like, okay, we got a problem in our hands, you know? Do you say 27? 27. That's oh, uh-huh. a lot God. of people. So the nuns would just, they would be quiet and then randomly start to like convulse. And then they could twist their arm and their joints. Like, you know how you can oh. move your arm and your... I got what the chills. It? Look, I got your the shoulders. chills. They oh. can move their shoulder and their... What is this part right here? Like elbow? Your, your elbow. Their elbow and their wrist. They could turn it like, like three times. Yeah. They could turn it like three times around. <gasps> Um, oh, they no, no. can go two. let me see. Yeah. Two or three <laughs> times they could go like long periods of time without blinking. So they could have their eyes open for Ew. like oh, that's weird. minutes. Yeah. Oh, that's so weird. <laughs> oh, like that YouTube video I showed you, Ash, that guy sitting there smiling. <laughs> oh, that's creepy. <laughs> yeah. Imagine, imagine. And also they would like stick out their tongues at people. And sometimes their tongues were like solid black. Oh. Or they were just, um, some had like pimples on them. Like they would grow stuff on Ew. them. I know it's so gross, right? I just imagine like potatoes, you know how like when they get old, <laughs> yeah. they get like the yeah, fungus. Yeah, like the yes. little, the little, little spuds. Um, so, um, oh <laughs> they could, they could throw themselves back all the way, like, so their head could touch their feet, like, like back backwards. <gasps> I and then know. They I'm would, picturing all this in my head. Yeah. It's freaking me out. They would, they would like bend all the way back till their head touched their feet and they would walk backwards like that. <gasps> yeah. I'm fine. So imagine seeing all these 27 nuns being all crazy like that. Fuck no. Um, yeah. Um, they cried <laughs> ugly. So people would say that their cries were like cries that they have never heard before, like cries of pain and like despair. Um, and they would like show their boobs to men, like, hey, come and get it. Like me. No, but on a serious note, they but would expose themselves to men, inviting them to do stuff. Mm. Um, then they would just suddenly fall asleep. And when they would fall asleep, they would become so heavy. Not even like one of the strongest men could like push them, shove them. They couldn't pull them. They were just like a solid rock asleep on the floor. So according to the mother superior, um, the two main demons were. Oh my don't God, say the names. Oh my God. Are you, don't do don't it. say the names. Why? Don't do it. Seriously. Are you really going to say the don't names? Don't do it. Okay, okay. You're not supposed to. You're not supposed to do it. Why not? Because you're not supposed to say the names. Yes, you are. No, you're not. No, you're not. Don't say it, Karo. All the videos I've watched, they no. say it. Well, there's, they're okay. stupid. So there's two pe- two demons that were there. Um, oh, no, wait. Three demons. Um, they were being The exorcisms were being performed had little effect, which caused more blame on Father Grandier. So this led to his this led to his arrest and torture in order to get a confession from him. So he was imprisoned in the castle of Angers, and apparently they found the devil's mark on him. So Ooh. things were pointing to the that supposedly it was a priest. Um, Did you um, hear Julio? No, <laughs> I know. I'm like, it's fine. We said a prayer, but okay, I won't say it for little baby ears. <laughs> so someone found a letter 
I, I have the letter written, but I guess I don't know if I should read it. It was a letter that he had signed with his blood to the devil. So um, it was a pact that he had made with the devil. He signed his name in blood. Um, and there was also demon signatures next to him. Oh. So it wasn't just him. Like there was witnesses. Other ones. Like demon witnesses. Um, let me see. So, yeah, he made a pact with the devil. Um, I wrote the thing down, but it's a letter. I wonder if he was like in a cold or something. That's well, well, maybe he was so okay. So Father Grandier was subjected to like ugly torture methods, so he can speak, um, but he wouldn't speak. He was like they even ended up breaking two of his legs. <gasps> like, well, I mean, he only has two legs, but they broke both, <laughs> both legs. his legs, and he was like, nope, he was still not not oh, speaking wow. or not trying to confess. Really? Yeah. So the trial was weird. Um, so. The pack that was written wasn't even like on his in his handwriting. It, people were saying it was written by uh, Jean Diangis, the main oh. the main um, nun. Uh, so they were saying that it was her handwriting. Um, doctors that had examined Father Grandier said there was no devil's marks on him. So um, and some of the nuns were just saying, "Oh, that we we were coached to say those things," but. The people of the court were like, no, the devil's telling y'all to say those things. So I guess they really just hated this priest so much that they were just trying to get him out, get him out, you know, any way they could. Um, so um, eventually they decided to arrest anyone who thought or would defend Father Green Deer. The only people allowed to testify were people testifying against him. So what? it was like a big conspiracy or whatever. Um, so I guess they really had it out for this man. Um, either way, it was he was found guilty of magic and possession on August 18, 1634. Then he was sentenced to be burned at the stake. He wasn't even allowed to have like any last words or anything. So they just put a gag on him and <gasps> burned him. Oh my god. Yeah. So they burned the priest and the nuns still displayed possessed behavior after all that so they burned this man for like no reason um so one of the priests that had performed the exorcism he deteriorated fast because apparently demons had transferred to his body so i'm guessing they didn't do oh. the exorcism the right way yeah and then um the other priests that were like involved with the convent the not the convent but the Exorcism. Mm -hmm. So other priests, they were being followed by oh, demons. Oh, like the, um, the helpers. Yeah. Oh, the helpers. The okay. sisters. They were being followed by demons. Um, I didn't read anything after that, but that was, they just left it at that. 27 nuns that were. So did, were they were they exercised though? Like no. were they, they weren't saved no. at all? Oh, I guess like they wow. tried and then it didn't work. Yeah. And, and then they, they thought killing the person who was. Like kind of like killing yeah. like the mother person. Yeah. Kind of like in aliens. Like when you kill the mother alien, then all the other aliens die. Yeah. Kind of like no, that. It didn't, it that didn't, didn't work. Help. And that's oh the God. only thing I read. Um, This was back, way back when. Yeah. So, I mean. I wonder if he was like in a cult. I'm still like, he was probably like in like a devil worshiping cult. In maybe. Like, but then also but maybe he was being Well, um, I think it's crazy framed. that like they had like little signatures. Mm -hmm. His signature and it was like witnesses. That's what yeah. if like he was actually trying to expose the superior nun. Maybe. And she didn't want him to therefore 
blamed it on him when it was actually probably could have been her. That's true. Well, because there mm-hmm. is a story out there where there is a nun that was possessed. She thought that she was being um, um, encountered by an angel and it turned out to be the devil himself. And it was like this whole conspiracy that when I, she was younger, she was like in, in some kind of cult. Mm-hmm. And then she mm-hmm. like her parents said that she was cured and then decided to go into the life of nunnery. So she joined the convent and it's almost like she conspired to join the convent to destroy like God's word and like his home and his helpers. Yeah. (gasps) I wonder if they're connected. Maybe. I I think this was a movie too. They made it into a movie. They did? Yeah, but I didn't watch it. I mean, I saw clips on like YouTube, but I didn't watch them. I was just reading about it. So, I mean, unless I'm sure there's more, but I don't really have like all this time to talk about it. But that was a creepy one. Um, I don't like it. I'm like, the <laughs> my curiosity is getting the best of me. I want to read. I know. Yeah, I don't. You should. I'm good. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to read your notes after says. this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had printed out the whole like story, but. Um, well, just, I just saw Ashley's face and you were going to read the demon names. Yeah. She's I'm like, like, don't well, do it. Everywhere they, they say them and stuff, even on YouTube videos. So I'm like, I'm just going to say them. Because they're retarded and I they guess. don't know. You're not supposed to. Well, I mean, I said them out loud. I'm fine. <laughs> when I was reading them to myself. I even read Satan's letter to out loud. I'm probably in a cult now. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Everybody's going to stop listening to us. God, I was in a dumb cult. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> so this one is Anna. I can't say her last name. Eklund. Eklund. Anna Eklund. Anna Eklund. The Exorcism of Anna Eklund. So this was based on a true story. There was even a movie in 2016. Um, But, you know, Anna Eklund wasn't even her real name. I think back then or even now they cover your name. So nobody really Mm. knows what her real name is. Yeah, because they don't want anybody to like find out her true identity. Uh So Anna was very Catholic. She went to church multiple times a week. She enjoyed taking part in religious practices. Um, For the first 14 years, she had a pretty normal childhood. Um, Anna kind of had a fucked up, fucked up dad. Sorry, but not sorry. He was always drunk and he didn't share the same beliefs that she shared. So, um... Oh, I'm familiar with this story, so I'm like already pissed off. I know I can see your. <laughs> That's why I didn't like say anything. Like, oh, so question: he, uh, Do I need to open my liquor bottle? No, I don't think it's that bad. The first uh, pop, one was probably, probably put like a little bit in there. Okay, okay. Because if it's little not that bad, if it's not that bad for, for us, us, for her, it is. I'm just gonna start drinking straight out of the bottle. Take Are a you shot. Really? Okay. Take a shot. <laughs> That's my Nick's here. He's my designated driver. Oh my God. Designated drunk driver. You work tomorrow, ma'am. From home. I'll be fine. <laughs> From home. <laughs> From home. Still not fair. <laughs> okay, where did I leave off? Okay, so the first 14 years, she had a pretty normal childhood. Um, she had a messed up dad. He didn't share the same beliefs Anna did. He frowned upon her religious practices. And at some point between the ages of 10 and 14, he tried to pressure Anna into like an appropriate relationship with him. <gasps> yeah, so he wanted oh. to... He's you a know. piece of shit. He's oh disgusting. God. Anna was like, you know, no way. Um, 
I'm not going to do that. So that put a strain on the relationship because she obviously she didn't want him. So he became angry towards her. Um, Then after that, she started to act strange. She started to miss church. And when people would ask her why she didn't go to church anymore, she would say that something wouldn't let her. She felt like there was like a barrier that wouldn't let her go in go into church. She would feel very uncomfortable. She would um, feel angry. She would um, feel like breaking religious artifacts. So she would see a cross. If she would see anything religious, she felt like she had to go break it. Mm -hmm. Um, Anna's behavior would only get worse. So in 1908, she was deemed possessed. So she, Father Ressinger, I think he performed an exorcism on Anna that was deemed successful. So she already, she got an exorcism and it was successful. Later Mm -hmm. on, Anna's father passed away. Super weird. But she would revolt against religion again. So after he died, she started feeling like the symptoms again, like of being possessed. But this time it was way worse. She was violent towards other people, violent towards her religious counselors. She heard voices. Um, They took Anna to the doctor and she was seen by many doctors, but she was deemed completely healthy mentally and physically. So they took her to the doctor at least first. At this point, they turned to the church again. The second exorcism took about 23 days. So that's how intense this exorcism was. Uh, It required three separate sessions. This is where like some theories come in that Anna had an aunt, Anna had an aunt named Mina. So Mina was uh she was a black witch. She would do black magic. I have um, an aunt named yeah. Mina. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Sorry, Mina. <laughs> you know, but some people leave that believe that Mina was Anna's father's lover and she was so jealous that he made a pass at her that she oh. sent all these demons back to possess Anna. And uh uh-huh, I know that's fucking weird, right? So she was like jealous of Anna because she's fucking psycho ass bitch. So (laughs) Anna felt like she was going crazy. Uh, Father Ressinger believed the demons had doubled. So um, they doubled and they were like stronger than before. So at this time around, they decided to kind of isolate her and take her to a convent to ensure her privacy, her safety and security. Um, at this point, Anna was the worst she had ever been. Uh, she could speak and understand languages, like you said. Um, she started to identify blessed items around her house, even if they weren't religious artifacts. Like if they were to get a cup and bless it, she would, she would know. know. She would be like, nope, that cup is blessed. Get it out of here. I don't want it. Like she she would just know. Um, one of the nuns was cooking a meal for her. And she's like, you know what? I'm going to slip a little bit of holy water in the soup or she put holy water in the food. As soon as the nun walked in to the room, she's like, get that out of here. I know what you did to it. You put holy water <gasps> like she knew. Um, That's kind of weird. <laughs> Imagine like she just knows all these things. Um, August 18th, Father Resinger started the exorcism. The first session lasted eight days. So that's a long exorcism. So when he would start to recite the Holy Trinity, Anna would slip through the restraints and would coil up and growl and vomit and froth at the mouth. Your face. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh my God. 
story time. Through all of this, Anna would lay down and have her eyes. So, okay. She was laying down. Her eyes and her mouth were closed, but she was still talking to them. The voice would come out of nowhere. And supposedly it was like an unearthly voice. Uh, During this time, Father Resinger came to the conclusion that Anna was possessed by not one, but five demons. I'm not going to say their names. Thank you. But I'm going to say two, (laughs) and which was her father and Mina. Okay. Those were two of the people possessing her. Um, Wait, Mina died? Yes, she had died. Mm -hmm. Oh. Uh Uh-huh. So both of them were believed to be involved with black magic yeah so two of the people possessing her were them i'm not gonna say the other three i'm gonna protect you guys (laughs) so on august 26th it was deemed necessary to take a break so they can recuperate and um so they can get ready for the battle ahead that's what it said so it began again september 13 and would last seven days she verbally assaulted everyone that tried to help her. She began uh, reciting everyone's sins, which they had never confessed. So she would tell them, hi, ah, you're a sinner. This is what you did. And this is what you did. She knew everybody's sins. Like rude calling me out like that. <laughs> yeah. Some days Anna would get so red and swollen. It looked like she was about to pop. So it looked like, like, you know, Willy Wonka when... Violet just blew up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she would get oh red God. and blow up, and like the nun- the nuns would like turn around because they would feel like she was gonna pop. Like she got <gasps> like, so uh, swollen. Was it that spontaneous combustion? combustion? Yeah. Oh, that's, so she got. That's she would go like from extremes because she would go from completely swollen to looking like dry, pale, having eight in eighty days. Like oh she gosh. would go from extreme to extreme. No. Um, very unhuman like so september 20th the exorcism was halted once more for fear of her life so because all this was going on they're like okay we gotta stop take a break december 5th 15th the day after my birthday december 15th 1928 they began the third and final session so when asked what business they wanted with anna a voice claiming to be somebody i'm not gonna say it said uh to bring her to despair so that she could end herself so mm. these spirits wanted anna to kill herself um finally december 22nd father resinger demanded all the demons to hell uh anna opened her eyes and spoke in her clear voice for the first time in months after 23 days of um all the evil was gone so now she was like finally free from all the evil that began when she was 14 and this ended when she was 46 years old. <gasps> so, like, most of her life, she was, I feel bad. She was, like, possessed. That's kind of fucked up, right? That's, like, her entire life that yeah. they took away from her. Yeah. She lived a somewhat normal life. Her identity was oh, able that, like, to be I have kept a, lump a in my throat. That's real shitty. That's horrible. But, like it says, she was able to somewhat live a normal life. Her identity was able to be kept a secret. So, we don't even know. Who she is. She She was in great health and even better spirits. And um, so she went to go. Last thing it said is she went to go visit the nuns and thank them. The ones from the convent for like their hospitality and all that. So when she got there, like all the nuns that were there present during the time she was staying there, they had requested for a transfer because they were also like. um, Like traumatized. Traumatized by what happened that they didn't want to be in that 
house anymore. I'm sure. So they're like, they're all, bye. I can't even imagine like the stuff that they witnessed that they didn't document. You know what I mean? Like for it to be that long, that's her entire life that she went through that shit. Like Mm -hmm. that's real shitty. And that's it. I didn't go into full detail on both stories, but there's way more if you want to go read them. So Nuns of Ludon and Anna Uglund. Look them up. To Anna. <laughs> and uh, Ashley's mm-hmm. taking a shot for Anna. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she sure is. Mm-hmm. Oh, I do feel bad. 46. Because years I know old. that Andy's are going to be bad. That's why. No. <gasps> Technically, I have like one long one. That's going to be bad. No. I already know it. <laughs> no. It's not too bad. I mean, I don't think so. <sighs> Ready, set, go. I'm just kidding. So I'm uh, doing the case of Michael Taylor. Um, his case was in 1974. Um, he li- he was an Englishman who lived uh, west of Yorkshire, England. Um, people described him as a very loving husband, down-to-earth guy. He was a father of five. His wife was very sweet. Um he was always happy. His neighbors said that he was happy. He was genuine with everybody. He was um, mild mannered. He was a loving father and husband. Um, sometimes he did fall into like bouts of depression um, due to severe injuries that had left him in like chronic pain. So he went through like a huge surgery. And you know how they say like, after you have a major surgery, like one of the side effects is that you fall into a depression. So that, that was what, that, that's what happened to him after he had this major surgery, he fell into this chronic depression, especially like when he got into those pains again, because it just kind of took him back. So him is him and his wife always went to church. Um, and that's how he felt that he would get rid of the demons in him, which was the depression. So, uh, he, he so Michael and his wife um, met a twenty the twenty one year old pastor. Her name is Marie Robinson. Um, she was the one that worked at the church. It was like a new pastor that they had. And she was younger than the ones that they norm- that normally work there. Um, they started spending a lot of time together. So he felt that whatever. Whenever Marie went up and started doing her thing that he felt that whenever she was the one that was up there performing that um, it that's when he felt the most at ease, like his depression didn't overcome him as much. So it got to the point to where he was um, spending so much time with her that he went to like an after it was like an an after church meeting that they had. It was like a group where they all came together and they like prayed over each other. Um, and then also too, like there were some days where he would go up and also preach, not preach with her, but like whenever the songs would come on, he was up there like savoring with her and stuff. Mm, Well, a lot of people noticed that they were spending a lot of time together. And a lot of people started talking that was within Mm. their church saying the obvious that they were, messing around they were having an affair the wife started noticing too um yeah so there is um one day during church um his wife finally decided to um confront him and so this was in the middle of like her preaching the uh, marie so she was in the middle of like her story or whatever and so his wife finally said are you 
are you having an affair with Marie? Like you're spending a lot of time with her and he just lost it. And his wife said that like, there's like so much rage in his eyes. Like she couldn't understand like how much rage he had. And he just like pretty much lost his stuff. Like after that, when it also to his wife also said that, um, when he, because he was spending so much time with her, he became super distant from the family. He was always like a family guy. They always did everything together. And then all, suddenly everything became about the church. Mm-hmm. He was always wanting to be with Marie. He gave really bad attitude to the wife, talked to the kids real ugly. His whole personality changed. Like just a lot of characteristics about him weren't the same. Mm-hmm. So then that day when he confronted or that day when his wife confronted him about having an affair, he like lost his stuff. Marie was up there preaching and he went and attacked her. <gasps> attacked Marie? Attacked Marie, the, the pastor. Yeah. So he went and started attacking her. So she said, and this is a, a direct quote from Marie Robbins. She said, I suddenly gla- glanced at Mike and his whole feature changed. He looked almost be style. He kept looking at me and there is a really wild look in his eyes. I started screaming at him from out of fear. I started speaking in tongues. So she was praying to him in tongues. So she said, I started speaking in tongues. Mike also screamed at me in tongues. I was on the verge of death and I seemed to come to the sense. I knew that only the name of Jesus would save me. And I started saying over and over again, Jesus, when Jesus Christ Jesus, Jesus, like she just said, she just kept crying out to Jesus Christ to help her. So then Christine, his wife, noticed and started screaming out for Jesus's help. So she went on to say, sorry, um, Christine heard me calling for Jesus. So she also screaming, start, started screaming out Jesus's name too. And I believe firmly that it was the only, only by calling on his name that I was not killed because that's how much rage he had. Like he went up there and he was just like attacking her. Yeah. So the hell? that because of that, it led to an, an exorcism by two ministers that took place on October 5th, 1974 at St. Thames church. On that night, the two ministers began a ritual, which would have proved to be the whoring affair that would throughout the night that went on throughout the night and into the morning the next day. Um, It got so bad that Michael was having seizures. He spit and bit at at the exorcist. He screamed in tongues. It got so bad that they had to um, pretty much tie him down. They had to bound him. He was being super just like horrible horrible like animalistic um over the next eight hours michael was subjected to having crucifix shoved crucifix shoved into his mouth being doused in holy water being forced to confess his sins all the while growling and snapping at anyone who came near him the priest in charge of the exorcism claimed that he had he confirmed that 40 demons inhabited inhabited michael's body um, he didn't, so they didn't document the names, but they said what these demons represented. So they're not the names of the demons at all, but 40, he, they said That's that some of the demons that he was able to pull out of Michael, this is what they represented. Like I said, these aren't the names, but, um, these demons represented, um, um, incest, bestiality, blasphemy, Ew. lewdness, heresity, maconism, 
And there's one called, or not called, but like one that represented carnal. I forgot to look that one up. But um, these alleged demons did not go easily. Um, each of them like were, had like a digging grip on him. Like it was hard for them to get these demons out. And by 8 a.m. the next morning, they were so tired and exhausted. They decided to stop the exorcism, go home and rest and come back. Well, one of the priests, um, one of the witnesses there, um, her name was, was, which was the minister's wife. Her name was Margaret Smith. She claimed that she had received a warning in her mind and that she believed that that, that warning was from God, um, which said that the demon, the demon of murder that represented murder was going to escape and kill Christine because one of the demons that was left inside him represented murder. And that specific demon was planning to kill Christine that morning. Is that his wife? His wife. His, oh, wife. his wife. Yeah. So his, so, um, Margaret pleaded with her husband, which is the, the priest that was the exorcist for, for the exorcism. She pleaded with him and begged him to continue the exorcism, to fight the strength, like not to give in and to finish it. Well, he said, no, I've decided we're going to, we're going to finish it the next, we're going to finish it later on. So he went ahead and told Michael and Christine to go home. Mm -hmm. Uh Okay. And that they will continue doing the exorcism the following day. Oh my God. You're not supposed to take breaks. So at 10 a.m. that same day, two hours after they left and they were sent home from the church, Michael brutally attacked and killed his wife, Christine, in their home. And this was like the most gruesome murder you can ever think of. So if y'all want to skip ahead, y'all can. I'm going to kind of go into some details of what he did to his wife and what he did to their dog. So if y'all want to skip 30 seconds, go ahead. Um, Hold up. Just, okay. Take a shot, Mm -hmm. Mm (laughs) Mama. Give me go. So he strangled her to death with his bare hands. He gouged her eyes out. He tore her tongue out of her mouth and he ripped her pretty much ripped her face off in a gash and like just like splattered it everywhere around the house. Mind you, the kids weren't home. They sent the kids off with family. Oh, because gosh. of course okay. he was having the exorcism. So she didn't want the kids <sighs> around. So the kids were home with with weren't at home at all. They were off probably at grandparents' house yeah, or something, yeah. you know. Um when he it's I'm sorry it's it's hard to read um so he ripped her face off and like pretty much splattered everything everywhere in the house when he was finished um doing that to his wife he then grabbed the family dog and slaughtered the dog as well and pretty much tore the dog like from limb to limb it was almost like a wild animal they described it as like a wild animal attacked the dog and like everything was just everywhere. Like she was irrecognizable. They probably wouldn't even have to have tell that it was the dog. And and so like, you know, they saw the fur and stuff. Like that's the only reason how they knew that it was the dog. It was just horrible. It was almost like a wild animal went in there and just like killed Mm -hmm. them. So after he was done, um, brutally murdering his wife and the family dog, um, Michael wandered the streets naked, covered in blood. Um, He was like head to toe covered in blood. He was stumbling uh, around the neighborhood shouting, it's the blood of Satan over and over and over again. This was the state in which um, a passing patrol car found him. 
and arrested him. Um, they ended up going to the house. And of course, they came upon the scene that happened. So this was the murder that pretty much shocked the nation like this hit national news. This was in the UK, but it hit national news about what happened. So he went to trial. Yeah. So because it was such a bloody crime and like the bizarre background of like the demon infestations, the exorcisms, um, it like media was like crazy on a frenzy. Like everyone, everybody wanted to be a part of this case. Everybody wanted to be on the inside of it. Um, It even got to the point that um, Mr. Gregory Baker, um, he was telling the jury that they were about to witness evidence that, and I quote, will make it difficult. We'll make, he said, we'll make it difficult to believe you are not back in the middle ages because of the evidence that they were going to present from the DA and from the defense attorneys and all this stuff. Like it was like they were back in like Salem witch trials or, you know what I mean? Stuff like that. So they literally, they, um, they ended up testifying, like making everybody go on the stands, like family members, people that were from the church, um, even like the priest, they, they had the priest go up there and testify. Um, during all of this, um, Michael stated that he had no recollection, no recollection of the actual killing. Um, he stated that he had been under control of evil supernatural forces and that he had suspected that his wife had also been possessed by demons as well. During the proceedings, it was pointed out that the Christian fellowship group had been more of a like fanatical cult influenced Michael to um, like influenced Michael to mind control and pretty much talked him into like saying that, yeah, he was like possessed by demons and kind of like saying um, that it was mental illness that yeah. they, they um, hypnotized him into thinking that he was possessed by demons. And like they put it in his head and, and um, he, he knew tongues because he hung out so much with Maria. That's how he was able to pick up the different language because she knew that she knew, she knew how to pray in tongues. So they were kind of pinning it on, on the church at this point. Um, so blame was not only directed at the church, I mean, um, at the comp at the church that him and his wife went to, but it was also directed at the exorcisms too, at the priest that was in charge of the exorcism. Um, people were saying that it was his fault. Um, he was the one that let him go even after his wife warned him about, um, about what happened, about what, like the future of what was going to happen, um, that he knew that pretty much the DA was saying that was, is it the DA? Is it the DA that is it? Defense attorneys? Is it the, no, not the defense attorney. The, what are they called? I keep losing track. The ones that are, it's like the state. The jury? Not the jury. Uh, it's the, the state? No. What is it called? Is it the DA defense attorney? Defense attorney is his lawyer, right? Yeah. The defense okay, attorney the other is ones. prosecutors. Prosecutors. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, what are they called? <laughs> <laughs> the only reason I know that is because I'm watching that Gabriel trials thing. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God. Don't even get me started with that. I know. 
Okay, so they were not only putting blame on his Christian fellowship, um, but blame was also being directed, leveled at the exorcism itself um, with with the proxy. I'm sorry. So the prosecution was claiming that the ritual had fed off and warped ideal beliefs and religious, uh, like religious, um, they called it, was it... How, how the hell do you say that word? Religious fervor? How do you spell fervor? F E R V O R. Fervor. 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 Okay. So prosecution was claiming that the ritual had fed off um, warped ideals, beliefs, um, pretty much that the exorcism helped him believe that he was being possessed and it was like all a mental thing in his mind. Like basically that he was crazy. Yeah. Um, So one of the barristers, um, his name was Mr. Ognall. Um, He made a statement during the trial illustrating the general feeling of the church's responsibility of the horrific crime. Um, So I'm not going to quote it like direct, but he basically said that, um, he always felt that the church was like very improper. This was the fellowship that him and his wife joined the church that they went to. This wasn't like the, where the priest was from. Um, So he basically said that he felt like the church was very improper um, that in his opinion, um, the case kind of, he felt that the reason why Michael did this was because of the church. Um, He felt that, um, Everybody was like submitting into the mere chipper of it. Um, he felt guilt uh, for what Michael did because he kind of feels like he could have stopped it in some kind of way. Um, he also mentioned that one day he must endure the bitter reunion with his five motherless children. So he basically like was saying that it was the church's fault and it's also his fault and that um, he's going to have to live like that for the rest of his life for what he did. Mm-hmm. Um, so pretty much in the end, Michael was found not guilty by reason of insanity. I was deemed to be both clinically and legally insane. Um, he was sent to Broadmoor Secure Hospital for the criminally insane. He remained there for two years, followed by another another two year sentence um, at was I think it's called Bradford Royal Infirmary um, before being released. So he so he was pretty much locked up for four years. So two years. At the at the hospital and in another two years at the prison. Wow. So four years is what he got. That's it? That's it. So hmm. the aftermath. So the public, they're outraged for the use of exorcisms within the church. Um, they blamed. Um, so the church that the priest was from, it was called um, Anglican. Anglican church um so throughout the trial everybody was pretty much saying that it was the church's fault so um father Peter Vincent continued to adamantly insist that Michael had indeed been inhabited by demons and that it had been an authentic case of true demonic possession um he would say that he would say of the perceived misplaced blame aimed at him and the church during the trial so this was he made this quote during the trial on his testimony he said i am convinced god will bring good out of this in his own way however tragic 
it was at the time. If the psychiatrist said this crime would not have been committed, but for the exorcism, that seems rather strange thing to say. People will draw their own conclusions. So after Michael's trial, after um, Michael's trial, trial and after he was sentenced, he continued to display odd behavior throughout his time that he was locked up. So on July, so in, Ju in 2005, in July, in 2005, Michael was still best known for his alleged demonic possession and murder. Um, he entered the news again, but this time sexually harassing an underage girl. Mm, after he was released. After he was released. Fuck. Mm -hmm. um, his previous charges were deemed to have no bearing on the current case. So he sexually harassed a girl during his trial. So oh. the trial of his, the murder uh, and like the exorcism. Yeah. So because you know how like the trials can take years. So I couldn't really find like the timeline. So I'm assuming he was finally sentenced in 2005. And then uh, when he got out, he went to, he got tried again for the sexual harassment he did on the underage girl, mm. pretty much. So he continues on um, getting convictions of sexual related crimes. He had a light sentence of three years of community service community and service. further psychiatric treatment. Seriously? Pissed mm -hmm. off. Community service for sexually for sexually harassing, harassing a 12-year-old? Sexually harassing, I think she was... A little girl. Who cares? A little girl. I don't think it said how old she was. Old mother. But she was... It just said that she was an underage girl. Mm. Sexually <laughs> harassing an underage girl. That That's all it says. So and mad. he only gets community service he only, for he only that. Got community service. Why? But because he's pleading insan insanity for the rest of his life. Like he he was never the same after that. Like he continued on like having odd behavior. He was very um, what's the word? Like oh my god, I'm agitated, just, odd. He was very. Uh, Oh my God, what's the word? I can't even uh, get it out of my don't mouth. Don't do that because I'm like <laughs> trying to look at you and figure it out, but I can't. Um, he was a butthole. <laughs> uh, like aggressive. Like he was just, what's the freaking word? Why can't I find the word? Um, um, hurry up. I'm scared. I'm anxiety. <laughs> I have anxiety right now because I don't. <laughs> I can't get the word out of my mouth. What, is, what does it mean? This word? Can I have the definition? <laughs> Can you say it in a sentence, please? Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, like trying to kill somebody. What is the word for that? Murderer? <laughs> no, no, not murderer, but like aggressive behavior. He um, was violent. There we go. Violent. violent? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I thought you were going to say a big old word. No. <laughs> it was, that's why I was getting mad. I'm like, it's like the simplest word. So for the rest, so after the trial, so pretty much they didn't finish the exorcism. The oh. priest wasn't even allowed anywhere near Michael. So they couldn't even like finish the exorcism if they wanted to. He was sentenced criminally insane. So he was going through like therapy, yeah. psychosis, all that stuff on pills, on meds. Ooh. But after that, for the rest of his life, he continued on being violent, violence. having violent behavior, sexual behavior, like 
not himself at all. So, so you think them not finishing the exorcism? So still, yeah, so I also stuff. found this article on mysteriousuniverse.org. <laughs> Yay. And so pretty much like, I mean, what, what do you think? Like, do y'all think maybe he was still, I think maybe he was still possessed. I think he was still possessed. But I think maybe still doesn't, not so many after Maybe not that, so many after that, but yeah. But that still, still doesn't mean he so, can go around harassing underage girls. This is a quote from uh, Brent Swanser. He's the one that actually um, wrote the article on him. Um, he put a lot more details in there too that I kind of left out because they were like Gross. more gruesome oh, than no, what no, no. I had. Thanks went on to say um so if y'all want to check out uh, mysteriousuniverse.org and look up michael's case go ahead but this is actually a direct quote from uh, brent swanster and he actually got me thinking so he says michael taylor shows us that there are forces whether from outside or from within that can consume us compel us that can consume us and compel us to do things completely out of character, which would otherwise be unimaginable to us and bring us over into a dark nightmare from which we can only hope to wake from. One wonders if Michael Taylor ever truly woke from this. I'm sorry, woke from his. Let me repeat that one more time. One wonders if Michael Taylor ever, ever truly woke from his. Stupid asshole. Dun, dun, dun. I hate him. I hate him. It's just horrible. <sighs> he gouged her eyes out. <laughs> and like... So moral of the story, priests... Was it a priest? So that's the thing is that they don't know like how he got possessed. Like there's all these speculations and like conspiracies at this church because he went to like an after, it was like an after, was it like Bible after study? After hours kind of it, thing. You know, like Bible study. It was something yeah. like that, but it was just like this group and they just like all prayed over each other. But nobody from that group ever came up to testify besides Marie Robbins. And she only testified saying that he did attack her. Mm. Yeah. So who knows what was going on in that group? Who knows what really she was about? You know what I mean? Because yeah. she came she came to the church and then like he gets possessed by 40 plus demons. It was her. So I don't know. There's And then I also read some theories about this case too. Like there's a lot of conspiracy theories out there too about it. But pretty much saying that um, she was kind of like that priest that that Coven Gatto talked about. That she was like an undercover devil worshiper. Like trying to wreak havoc on what people's lives. What if like the lives. prayers were not really like. Or like what prayers. she was saying in yeah. tongues wasn't really a prayer. Exactly. Yeah. It could be. I just feel bad. Like, but also more of the story. Priests, listen to your wife when they tell you. <laughs> Do you know what? I keep going. Like, to what? we'll see too. And like, when I read that part, you know, for them to feel so, so exhausted, I'm wondering if it was one of the demons that they pulled out that represented like, I, I mean, I don't know. I'm pretty sure there is a demon out there that represents that like exhaustion Gosh, or like probably. giving up or. There's one for every. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> Could be, but because the, the thing that I thought was weird is she confronted him at church, right? Like during a mass, the wife. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's what I. I'm like, 
Mm. Wait, who? Wait, what? So, so they were in the middle of like the sermon. Like Marie Robbins was talking, like she was doing like her whole preaching and thing. And so his wife, while while she was talking, he was standing there staring, and like they're seeing whatever. And then his wife confronted him and pretty much confronted him, asking if he was um, having an affair with her because they had been spending so much but time like together during church. During church, yeah. So that's why I'm like. And so when maybe that's not the time when when she asked him that he like completely freaked out. But instead of attacking the wife, he went and attacked Marie. Marie. Wow. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So this case is known as the exorcism that went wrong. So pretty much they never should have sent him home. They should have Uh, kept him. No. Or alone with his wife because he was showing aggressive behavior. Yeah. The wife shouldn't have even been there. See, yeah. that is why. When did this happen? Uh, 1974. That is why they revised the guide in 1999. Yeah. yeah. Because stuff like this, like people wouldn't finish things. People would like, you know, okay, yeah, like you're probably possessed, but go ahead and go home with your family. Like but it's if you're like <laughs> no trained in that, shouldn't you know? Like you can't that could have also halfway. Like was he not trained? Maybe properly? see that's the thing. Maybe he wasn't a priest. I mean maybe he wasn't like but properly just some trained. Random like, rink a dink They said that he was an exorcist. He was a trained exorcist. He was ordained. He was an ordained exorcist. It was just for whatever reason that he was just so exhausted that night. He just was just like, yeah, go ahead and go home. But I'm wondering if he was like in a way under the influence of like. It's possible. A demon. You know what I mean? Like the demon was like, go home. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like the little devil and angel on your shoulder. You know what I mean? But True. And then his wife said that she, some somebody in her mind, in her head was telling her and she believed it was God telling her like, no, tell him to keep, keep going. going. Tell him to keep going. And he didn't Something listen. bad's going to happen. Tell him to keep going. You got to always listen to your wife. Yeah. And Jesus. And it's Jesus. pretty sad. Well. Um, so me and Ashley think alike. <laughs> Because I also pulled in a little bit of information on um, Terrence Cottrell. He's the eight-year-old little boy that got killed by the priest because he was autistic. In Milwaukee. In Milwaukee. Yep. Same one. Um, And I also pulled Christy Bamu. He's the one that um, got drowned in the tub by his sister. Hey! And boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, and like, we did not I plan this, guys. I had them right here. <laughs> so if y'all want to know, um, Ray Hemphill, um, he was actually the priest that um, was trying to get the demons out of Terrence, the autistic eight-year-old little boy. Um, so if you want to know, um, he got two and a half years behind bars and then another seven and a half years under um, state supervision for the death of uh, Terrence. So he's going to be in jail for a long time or prison for a long time. Good. Um, and, and then 2010 with Christy Bamu. Um, so his sister got 25 years and then the boyfriend was ordered to serve at least 30 years. Good. So their Still case was kind of like, so she was saying that um, the boyfriend was telling her that her little brother was possessed by a demon, but was possessed by a witch spirit and that he was a witch because he was possessed by witch spirit and all this stuff. So she was saying that he talked her into like torturing him for two days. And um, yeah. 
What? Uh, it was like all this back and forth. But the um, the detective, Terry Sharp, that was part of the case, he came out and said, um, child abuse in any form, including the base on belief of witchcraft or spirit possession is a horrific crime, which is condemned by people of all cultures, mm-hmm. communities and faith and is never acceptable under any circumstance. Nope. And even the judge was like, whether he told you that your brother was possessed by a witch spirit or not, it's unacceptable for what you did to your brother. And oh pretty much told her, I hope you both rot, rot in prison. Yeah. Well, but, if you were to see your brother or your sister, or you know, somebody you love going through something, wouldn't you want to help them instead of like, you What's know? so sad is that this was on Christmas Day. Like they oh, did this on honey. Christmas Day. Yeah. But that's the thing too. Like the book that we're reading for book club, mm-hmm. I'm listening to the audio book of it and just hearing. So it was their own mother. Okay. This mother um, basically like tortured these kids that it was like her daughter or two daughters or something mm-hmm. like that. And then like a nephew or niece or something like that tortured the crap out of these kids like would make them stand out in the cold like naked and hose them down and that was their way of like bathing like they had to like do like a quick bath she would make them like dance with each other like while naked she would not feed them she would like make them sleep on the cold floor like wouldn't give them beds like horrible it was bad like even that like the dad in that story would not like go along with it like he knew that it was wrong. But for some reason, like his wife just had a hold on him mm-hmm. to where he didn't do anything. Like she had such an influence over him that he didn't do anything. And that's the same thing with some of these things in Stories. here too. Is like some of these possessions or exorcisms and is like people have what's a hold. that um what's that term by proxy? Oh um, um Munchkin by proxy. Munchkin. I know there's Munchkin. Munchkin. Hold on. Yeah, I know. Tim's like, what? I know. Gypsy Rose. (laughs) Yeah, it's like Munchkin syndrome by proxy or something like that. (laughs) Munchkin by proxy. It sounds like Munchkin. (laughs) It's uh, Munchausen by proxy. Yes, Munchausen by proxy. Where just for some reason, it's like Munchausen just- syndrome by proxy. That's what it is. So MSBP. So like there's even some parents too that I think have that, but in a religious way, like they're like, yeah, yeah my, my child is possessed. My child's doing this. My child's doing that. But Mm-mm. that's why Ashley said that they revised yeah. the, the rules on exorcism. Like, Okay, mm-hmm. we have to follow these steps because to make sure it's a real the safety. One. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because back then it. they were just like accusing people left and right. It was and like the witch trials. Yeah, and back then they would just—I feel like they would just like to torture people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like back then they yeah. did. Yeah, <laughs> like way back then they were just like, bad. "Here's the cure for it. Yeah. We're just gonna kill yeah. you." Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy. It's, it's insane. Like, yeah. I like this mix up we did. We did like possessions, but like trials too. (laughs) Trial session. (laughs) (laughs) Me, what's the, what's the word? What is it? I forgot the word. What did I say? Violent. Violent. (laughs) Violent. That was like a whole 10 minutes. I was arguing with y'all. What's the word? (laughs) What word? (laughs) 
I never again. Caro didn't even want to look at me. I was looking at Ashley. I'm like, I can't deal with her right now. Diva. Diva. <laughs> really? Okay, I'm a diva. <laughs> even Ashley's like, really? Don't look at me like, I'll say it. I'll say it. Now I know. No. Now I no. know. I'll say a demon name. Don't talk to me like that. Uh, that's how you're going to get her to stop. Ashley, uh, 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 I'm going to say it. I'll do it. Uh, 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 <laughs> Just kidding. Oh my gosh. Ay Dios. So. This is This yeah. helped me clear my mind. Did it? Yes, I did. Did it not clear mine. It took possessions <laughs> to clear my mind. <laughs> oh my I'm going to wow. be like this with my bottle at night. <laughs> oh, can we go home with you? Guys, on Instagram, I'm going to post pictures of Ashley holding her Jimmy Bean <laughs> bottle the entire time. <laughs> Literally. So fun. Hopefully, Instagram will let me post it. Mm. Have we told them? Why? No, we, we didn't even tell them. We right? didn't tell them Guys, what happened. We didn't tell you what happened to our alien episode. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Sorry, Tim, cut that out. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Cut out her coronavirus cough. <laughs> um. So our alien episode, we didn't get to post pictures of our people. Remember that, Ash? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because Instagram was saying for public safety. Yeah, like when I tried to put, what was it, Barry and Barney Hill? Yeah. Or- so like I had did it a few times and like there has to be something wrong with my phone. I was like, y'all try it. So then Ashley tried it us. and it wouldn't it wouldn't let us post it. It let us post the pictures without a caption. But if we put a caption with their names on there, any kind of description of who they were or what what the picture was, it wouldn't let us post it. For the safety of the public. It even got to the point where it. Instagram had blocked the auction the action well it blocked even us liking other pictures like yeah. photos on so i had to like submit like a it ticket to them and like tell them like hey this is the error that i'm getting can y'all fix it well they fixed it but it was just weird do, 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 i don't do. think it was instagram i think hello, it was aliens. the government <laughs> oh yeah yeah it's always the government it's always the government it's- hello aliens i'm still waiting for you to abduct me um yeah so if y'all have any possession stories y'all want to send to us don't send them to me send them straight to ashley (laughs) but make sure they're followed with pug photos Mm -hmm. (coughs) Mm -hmm. sorry she has the virus covid19 holy shit is that that jim bean is that Liquor hitting you, girl. <laughs> it's that devil's cut that got you oh, in your yeah, throat. Like a, like a tickle. And you chose devil's cut? Smart girl. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wanted to be somewhat on the theme, but I also needed a lot of liquid courage today because <laughs> I forgot my holy water. Well, okay. You drank your this. entire cup. I did. Dude, girl, that Jim Beam bottle was halfway full. There's nothing yeah, it left. Wasn't. It was like right here. Lies. Please stop. It was not that much. If you I, have a problem, you could talk to us. <laughs> I did drink some last night, though. You can ask Nick. I did. Just oh kidding. My yeah. Boy, you're doing your research or yeah. what? Yeah. Oh, my God. I was just, and I was literally like. <laughs> you, know liquor, you know liquor weakens your spirit, right? No, it does not. I love Jesus. <laughs> and he knows it. 
<laughs> For the Bible tells me. Do you sing that part? Oh, I'm convulsing. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Anyways, if y'all have any possession stories or encounters you want to email to us, send them, please. And then we can talk about them and discuss them on an episode. Yay. I will be absent that day. She will not. Hey, we have um, email. Somebody sent us an email. They did? Yes. Was it my baby? Was that my baby, Ariel? Ariel. Ariel. Little baby. So she did give us permission to say her story on our episode. So this is from Ariel. She says, so I started listening because my parents are friends with Godel because Godel's very old. I'm just kidding. She didn't say that. <laughs> Thanks, Ariel. I added the that in there. <laughs> um, and I wanted to talk about, about a time I kind of got sleep paralysis or I, I don't really know what it was, but I woke up and it was around six in the morning because the light was starting to come up. But the way I used to have my room was that my bed used to face the wall and I could see out my door facing the front door into the living room. I woke up and I couldn't move, but I could slightly move my head. And I remember seeing this big black figure that covered the door that covered the doorway and I couldn't see through it because I'm sorry, I couldn't see through it, but I could see the a little past him. Well, he wanted to come into my room, but couldn't. There was another tall but more slender figure standing in my room, but he made me feel safe and kept saying it will be okay. He's not coming in, but I felt myself being scared and the man kept telling me to calm down, to say a prayer, but I don't really know any completely. The man in my room felt like someone I knew and after a second of being all chill about, all chill about it, he disappeared. <laughs> the way she wrote it, she's so cute. Yeah. After a second of being all chill about it, he disappeared. And the thing trying to come into my room started shaking like super fast, but it was just, oh my God, what happened? <gasps> what? That was weird. While you were reading it? My screen started shaking. My screen started shaking and it went black. I couldn't record you. Oh my and God. Then- <laughs> There's nothing there. You're fine. Ariel, what are you saying? I couldn't record you. I kept saying I couldn't record. (gasps) It stopped your phone too. Yeah. Ariel, honey, we need to cleanse your house, mamacitas. (laughs) (laughs) I can't remember where I was at. Hold on. That was so weird. That happened at the same time, right? That happened at the same time. Oh my God. Okay. We got to like say a prayer. Yeah. I'll get my sage from my car. (laughs) I didn't bring my Palo Santo. I forgot. We're slacking, guys. Why? Because you forgot your your what? Okay, how did Palo Santo? And I forgot my holy water. Oh, I have it. I have it in my car. You have holy water? Just sage. I can't find where I was at, so I'm just gonna kind of read where I scroll down. It says. She said, the man in my room felt like someone I knew. And after a second of being chill about it, he disappeared. And the thing trying to come into my room started shaking like super fast, but was standing in one spot and he didn't have a face. But I knew he was furious and he couldn't get in. I could hear the man's voice who made me feel safe. And he just said he's mad he can't come in. 
After he said that, there was a loud growling noise and I woke up. It was super bright in my room. I told my grandma and Thea, Thea means aunt. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they could both, and they both kind of told me that people wanted bad things to happen to me and that it's bad people wishing bad upon others. My Thea is sensitive to things and she told me the man in my room had to be a guardian angel, but that it was okay because her family was known for having a lot. And she felt like I'm going to be like my grandma and have a lot and have a lot of guardians. So I'll always be protected. And as long as I do nothing to lose them, I deep, I deep cleaned my room the same day and rearranged it and hung up a lot more religious things around my bed and doorway. And she said, laughing my ass off. <laughs> LMAO. LMAO. I have a few other stories if y'all want to hear. So I did write her back. I did tell her I would love to hear more stories. Um, and she said that she'll be sending to she'll be sending them to us soon. Yay, Ariel. So thank you, Ariel. Thanks. And thank you for making that weird technical malfunction happen. Oh, yeah. No oh, thanks to that, Ariel. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll go give y'all your stickers. I know where you live. <laughs> oh, yes. We'll I know where you live. Your stickers. <laughs> well, thank you so much for writing us. So if y'all want to send any stories, any encounter stories to us, suggestions, whatever you want to email us, as long as they're not nudes, to scarynotscarypodcast at gmail.com. Um, we also want to give a huge shout out to Kim. She is a fairly new listener. She met, she direct messaged us on Instagram and she was super cute. She actually made our Friday. Yeah, she did. Thanks, Kim. Yes, thank Thank you. you. Gracias. (laughs) So pretty much she wrote to us and she said, you don't know how much I enjoy your podcast. I found you guys yesterday while bored at work. And I have to tell you, it's been one of the best discoveries. You got me through my 12 hour shift. You girls are hilarious while still make me get the creeps. (laughs) <laughs> we try <laughs> thank you so much Kim guys like messages like this like make our day because I'm gonna tell you right now there's some times where we feel like oh my god nobody's listening to us like we're putting our Seriously. we're putting these episodes out on the internet just to hear ourselves like listen to ourselves <laughs> <laughs> seriously like, and then we get messages all, like that only my mom listens and sometimes <laughs> maybe Drew <laughs> right but then we get messages like that and we're just like oh my god like we have our friends that we know that listen. Yeah. You know, and yeah. like, but like anybody outside of our friend group that when we get messages like that, we're like, oh my God, like, you know who we are? <laughs> like you listen to our podcast. Are you sure? Like, <laughs> who are you? So it just makes That's us really thanks. good. So thank you so much, Kim. We really appreciate it. Yes. Thank so you. So shout out to Kim. And hopefully your stickers are there by now. Yeah. They should be. Yeah. You should get, you should have your stickers <laughs> in the mail by now. She's no. Cali. Cali. Oh, mm-hmm. tell your Cali friends, girl. <laughs> yeah. Spread the word to all your friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, you can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can direct message us. We will reply. Yes. Um, if you don't want to send your encounters over email, um, you can direct message us. I guess there's like a, it's no longer DM, it's PM now, which is weird. Personal message instead of direct message. Weird. That's yeah. weird. I'm gonna stick with the DM. So you can DM us. DM. <laughs> yes. Um, we'll respond that way as well. And then of course we're gonna ask you permission if we could read it on our episode. Mm-hmm. Um, you can follow us on our personal Snapchats. We have a TikTok. We haven't posted anything yet, but we will. We did post we, something. We did? Yes. When one little did. video. Yeah. It's like a little like 10 second video of just like everybody. Oh, oh, Ashley did post something. (laughs) Sorry. I did. Thanks, Ashley. (laughs) 
I'm trying. Um, we still have our YouTube channel. Um, so for our YouTube channel, it's not like a weekly basis, like the podcast. We're not posting episodes every week. It's just like we'll kind of get a bunch of videos that we each record and then just kind of throw it together for like behind the scenes. And whenever we do get that posted, we put it on our social media. So keep an eye out for that. Like yeah. and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Scary Not Scary Podcast. Um, check out our Patreon page. Look at our tiers. Become a Patreon donor. Mm-hmm. Oh, Tim's actually going to be posting a Patreon episode. Ooh. Blooper episode. Part Blooper, two. part two. So he'll be posting that soon. I'm not sure when. I think he's actually done making, I don't know, his schedule. <laughs> I should pay attention. Our (laughs) editor. (laughs) Our editor. Um, We're planning on maybe doing some bonus episodes of us discussing different things. Maybe a drunk episode. I don't know. I'm already got a head start. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Until next time, remember to always stay scared.